Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome into In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama. I am stepping in for Stephen M. Smith on today, our senior reporter here at Touchdown Alabama. I am Justin Smith, the director of recruiting for TouchdownAlabama.com. The first thing I need you to do is hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well. Subscribers, hit that notification bell, be notified. We drop content on our YouTube channel. The first thing, let's get this show up to 50 likes. We have a lot to get to today, starting with who will be wide receiver one for Alabama. A lot of candidates on the roster breakdown who I think will step up and possibly be the number one wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. Talk about some sleepers, talk about some front runners, and just talk about how important it will be the Crimson Tide should have a guy who they can consistently depend on at the wide receiver position. As always, a daily Super Chat goal is $100, so be sure to donate um, via Super Chat. And also, we'll have a call-in number. You guys can call in at 205-448-1358. We'll have a call-in segment where you segment where you will get an opportunity to call in, express your thoughts about Alabama football, talk about some recruiting because we will talk about some recruiting on today's show. The Crimson Ties, 2024 recruiting class is on fire at the moment. I said on Steven's on, on this show a couple of weeks ago, the Crimson Tide will see a surge in their recruiting efforts during the month of July, and they are starting to see that. So we'll talk about the Crimson Tide internationally recruiting after they picked up a commitment from 2024 linebacker Justin Okoronko out of Germany. And we'll talk about what impact Nick Saban is having on the international recruiting scene. We'll also talk about what will be the strength of Alabama's 2024 for recruiting class when it's all said and done it's starting to take shape this class is starting to build its foundation the first half of this class is almost finished so i want to talk about what will be the strength of this class what position will we talking about once this class wraps up in december and what position will you guys be most excited about during the crimson ties Crimson Tide's roster in the future, but now we will discuss the Crimson Tide's number one wide receiver option. First off, before we get to that, I do want to shout out Bill from New York for that $5 super chat. Thank you so much, um, Bill. But like I said, to start off today's show, I want to talk about the wide receiver room for the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Who will step up as wide receiver one? Take a look at the Crimson Tide over the last few seasons. They've had great wide receivers. Just look at the NFL draft. Wide receivers go in the first round, back-to-back years, several years. Jalen Waddle, you had Devontae Smith, you had Jerry Judy, you had Henry Ruggs, and the Crimson Tide just seemed to be just pumping out guys at the wide receiver position. This was something that was abnormal in the early parts of the Nick Saban dynasty at Alabama, and it traditionally was because Alabama had a great run game. They were pumping out great running backs, developing great running backs, guys like Mark Ingram, guys like Trent Richardson. They were developing guys like Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, and sending them to the NFL. And it seemed like every two or three years or so, they would get a transcendent wide receiver. You would have a Julio Jones. You would have an Amari Cooper who comes and step on the scene 
and go on to become great wide receivers, first-round wide receivers in the NFL. And now when you take a look at the Crimson Tide last season, compared to the seasons before, they did not seem to have that number one guy who I feel Bryce Young could depend on. And I think I think I think Bryce Young suffered from that in a lot of different ways. And you just look at this. You can look at the stats. Alabama did not have a 1,000-yard receiver last year. Take a look at the guys who led Alabama in receiving. They they did do receiving by committee, so it was spread out. The ball did get spread out quite a bit, but I feel like felt like it wasn't with that one guy who Bryce Young could depend on. Jermaine Burton, he led Alabama in receiving yards with 677 yards. I think that would surprise some Alabama fans that Jermaine Burton is the leading wide receiver considering how, considering how inconsistent he was. Corey Brooks was right behind him with 674 yards. Jameer Gibbs running back out of the backfield was very was very good out of the backfield as a receiver for Bryce Young. Seemed like he was a safety valve, a safety valve a lot. He received he, he finished the year with 444 yards. So who will be Alabama's wide receiver one this upcoming season? I think that is a big question surrounding Alabama heading into fall camp. And I think it will be beneficial for someone to step up and be that reliable guy considering Alabama's quarterback situation. We don't know who will be Alabama's starting quarterback. Look at their roster. You got Jalen Miro, Ty Simpson, have Tyler Buckner. Of course, you have the two freshmen in you have the two freshmen, you got Holstein, and also you have Dylan out of Georgia. So who will be Alabama's starting quarterback is a big question. But no matter who the quarterback is, if they can have a guy who is that consistent guy, a guy I know I can go to, get the football to him, I know he's going to make a play. The life the life of that quarterback, whoever it is, is going to be a lot easier. And I'm, I'm not saying that wide receiver one has to go out and get 1,000 receiving yards. He doesn't have to do that. He just has to be that reliable guy. And I think that is what Alabama is going to be looking for heading into this upcoming season. I thought last year Ja'Cory Brooks could have been that guy. I was I was personally waiting for him to be that guy. He's flashed at times. I remember that Vanderbilt game. He's flashed. I was, I was thinking, okay, this is where Ja'Cory Brooks takes that takes that next step. And he becomes wide receiver one for the Crimson Top. But he was inconsistent in games after that. And I think Jermaine Burton was a guy a lot of guy a lot of fans were looking at heading into the season because of the high praise that Alabama's players, Alabama's coaches were giving him heading into last season. He was inconsistent early. Not not very inconsistent that first game. He actually had a great first game, but he began to be inconsistent early on in the season. Seemed to get back on track later in the season, but I think the Crimson Tide are going to need the guy who's going to be consistently consistent throughout the season. And Jermaine Burton and Corey Brooks are my front runners. Um, I got I do have a list of front runners and guys who I feel are sleepers. Corey Brooks, Jermaine Burton are along those front runners. Malik Benson as well, and I think Benson is a guy who has not played at the Power Five college football level. Has not played in the SEC but at the Juco football level he was pretty consistent during his first two years at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas he set the career receiving record y'all the career receiving yards record for Hutchinson Community College during his time there he caught 10 touchdowns as a freshman 11 touchdowns as a sophomore was just consistent throughout his time there when you take a look at what he brings to the table he's a guy that has that speed I feel Alabama was missing a lot during last season they had young guys with speed but no veteran guys guys who they could depend on with speed but Link Benson is bringing that speed smooth route runner he's a guy who like I said was a consistent pass catcher as well at Hutchinson Community College and I think guys like Ja'Cory Brooks Jermaine Burton will have to show that consistent and there are some sleepers, guys with speed. Like I said, when you take a look at when Alabama had those great wide receivers, you had a mix of great wide runners, 
guys with great speed like Jerry Judy, like Devontae Smith, like Henry Rose with all of that speed. The Crimson Tide does have some speed in their wide receiver room. Like I said, Malik Benson is one of those guys. Isaiah Bond is another one of those guys. Kobe Prentice is another guy with great speed. I think Kendrick Law is a sleeper in my opinion. And you take a look at each of those guys' game. Isaiah Bond played quite a bit last season. I always thought he's kind of snuck onto the field. You never knew when he was on the field. He just seemed to be on the field making a play. And you wonder, like, yo, when did Isaiah Bunn um, get on the field? I think he started against Tennessee, and I think that was a bit of a surprise. But coming out of Bruford High School in Bruford, Georgia, this was a guy with a lot of speed and athleticism. The type of athleticism where you listed him as an athlete because you didn't know what side of the football he was going to play. Alabama started off recruiting him as a defensive back, but he showed during his senior season at Bruford High School that he could be a reliable wide receiver at the next level, which is why he's lining up for wide receiver, at wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. You take a look at Kobe Prentice, another guy with a lot of speed. Bit of a compact frame in terms of, in terms of his height. One of those wide receivers who plays on the ground a lot. He's a guy who that has that speed and just seems to just create separation with that speed. And he's a tough runner after the catch as well. We saw that later in the season out of Prentice. The thing that kind of hindered my evaluations, evaluation about it. Prentice coming out of Calera High School in Calera, Alabama, was him dropping the football at high school football level. And I was like, yo, this kid, that's going to be a problem if he don't consistently catch the football. But that changed when he got to Alabama. He seemed to improve in terms of him being able to consistently catch the football. So Kobe Prentice is a sleeper for the Crimson Tide. Kendrick Law is another guy, great size, great frame. He looks as if he's going to run through guys after the catch. And he's a tough guy in terms of being able to catch the football against guys, catch the football while he's seeking contact. He's a guy I really like as well to be a sleeper for the Crimson Tide in the, during this 2023 football season as they look for wide receiver one. Like I said earlier, I think whoever the quarterback will be, like we don't know who exactly it will be, whoever it will be, if they can have a, have a reliable guy who they can call on at any time and say, yo, I need you to go make a play here. I need to get the football in this guy's hands. That guy, that guy at quarterback, his life is going to be much easier. Like I said earlier also i think the crimson tide are going to lean on the run game a little bit more because they have more experience there i think they have more proven guys there when you take a look at a guy like jace mcclellan and roydell williams you have justice haynes coming in you have jam miller coming back you also have a guy like richard young coming in so if you got a wide receiver who can complement those guys and just be reliable i think that is going to go a long way for the crimson tide this upcoming season if they can find that wide receiver one my guy would be Ja'Cory Brooks if I had to take a shot and just take a stab at it. I think Ja'Cory Brooks can be that guy because he's a guy coming out of IMG Academy who I categorize as a receiver who can create separation with his route running, smooth route runner. I mean, he wasn't a guy with a lot of speed, so he couldn't just create separation with impressive speed. I'm not saying he's slow. I think he runs like a 4 5 40, but he doesn't, he doesn't have that elite game breaking speed but he does have some speed and he really created separation with his route running at IMG Academy. I think that is something he has been able to do at Alabama as well. It's also along with his impressive catch radius. It's a guy who just whenever you throw the football to him at high school football level, he went and got it. And I think he can do that at the college football level as well. So Ja'Cory Brooks would be my guy if I had to say, if I had to just take a stab at it, who will be Alabama's wide receiver one. But I think Malik Benson could easily be in that discussion as well. I think Jermaine Burton can take a step forward as well and be in that discussion. So 
that is what I want to talk about to start to start today's show. We are not done. We have a long way to go on in my own words today. But the next segment will be the call-in segment. I want you guys to call in, talk to me about Alabama football recruiting, the Alabama football team in general. Get your thoughts out, get your feelings about out about Alabama football as the summer moves forward, as we get closer to SEC Media Days. You can always call in at 205-448-1358. But we will be back after this break. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We are back on In My Own Words on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube page. I am Justin Smith, the Director of Recruiting for Touchdown Alabama. I am filling in for our lead reporter, Stephen M. Smith, on today. This is our call-in segment, so be sure to call in 205-448-1358. Again, that number is located on your screen, 205-448-1358. Call in. Let's discuss your thoughts about Alabama football, Alabama recruiting, everything on the table you could talk about on tonight's show. So we're going to go to our first caller. Caller, you're alive on the show you can state your name and where you're calling from hey justin what's going on this is g Farrell. how you doing how's it going man i'm doing good all right this is what man that was uh hey look same thing i uh when i call up and i say to steve i'm gonna say to you the biggest the biggest thing to me right now with alabama is is saber gonna play the best guy despite his age despite uh, what you promised him uh, in the recruiting or in the transfer, because one thing I've noticed, <clears throat> one thing I've noticed about Alabama, especially in the past two three seasons, it almost seems as if you are transferred, you're going to play. Um, I don't know if that means you're the best uh, best man for the job for that, because uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you ain't come here to start off with, so I. When you when you name all these names, you I think you just named down. I think you just ran down by eight receivers. So if you just ran down eight receivers, and we doing what we supposed to be doing in recruiting and doing what we supposed to be doing in coaching, then that guy is there. You know what I'm saying? I actually think we played Jermaine Burton out of position last year. I don't think he's an outside guy. I think for what he do best, he's better at the slot. I think that's where most of his good numbers came from once he hit the slot, but. My 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 issue is with Bama. Are we gonna play the best guy, regardless of of his age? Um, like I said, with at Bama, it seems if if you are transferred, you, you're just gonna get the job. 
So if you just get the job, I think that does down the competition. I think that does down uh, uh, how much we can get out the guy. But to answer the question all in all, for what we're going to do this year, I think our best receiver option going to come from the guy in the slot. Uh, given who's going to play quarterback, I think the quarterback would be Miro. So given how we're going to run the ball with Reese, I think our best guy would be the slot. I'm going to go with Kendrick Law, man. Yeah, Kendrick Law is a great, a great, great um, guy to lean on to possibly be that number one wide receiver um, for Alabama. Thank you, caller, so much for calling in. Um, we broke up an interesting um, statement, of course. When you bring transfers in, a lot of times, Nick Saban says it. We want, if you want, if you want to go, in, if we're going to go into the transfer portal, we're going to look for a guy who can help the, help us immediately. We're going to look for a guy who can come in and make that immediate impact, which is why you see a lot of transfers get an opportunity um, to play. And um, yeah, I think that's a, that is a topic that many people have brought up when talking about Alabama and Nick Saban in general, playing the right guy versus playing the veteran guy. I think. I think that's something that you just have to consider when you are the head coach and when you have a guy who has been that veteran guy. We've seen this. We've seen, we've seen Nick Saban do it. Go with the veteran guy, the guy who has shown consistency, the guy who has been in the program for three or four years, over a freshman who could possibly just come in and play a little bit better at that time just based on his skill set. We, so we have seen they did bring up an interesting statement. I've seen that personally as well. But we are going to go to our next caller. Um, thank you guys so much for calling in on tonight. Caller, you are live on In My Own Words. State your name um, where you're, and where you're calling from. This is Jovi Hendricks from L.A., man. How's it going, man? Thank you so much for calling in, man. What do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, man. First, you got to say you're a hell of a um, lead recruiting analyst, Just You do a good job, man. Every time I turn and catch you on, you're doing your thing, man. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, my two... I, I, something you said earlier about uh, about when you were talking about Benson, P- people got to realize the Benson thing, even though he came from JUCO, it, it, it was an academic thing that kind of kept him out the out the big leagues. It wasn't it wasn't because of his, his he wasn't up to his part. Like he it wasn't like he was up to he wasn't up to standard or he wasn't the top top guy. So it really doesn't matter about the the JUCO thing. I, my two dogs that I've been saying all 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 this whole off season is gonna be Benson and Bun, man. One of those those two that I think it's gonna be a tandem, man. The double B's, man. Benson and Isaiah Bun. Trust me, man. Cause I've seen the work that Isaiah is putting in. He's put he put him down there when he went to Florida with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek. He was down there with Tyreek Hill, and they were working out. He's he going to be a different type of beast this year. And we see what Benson did. Nick Saban picked him, and um, Bryce picked him to throw to in pro day. So it's like it got to be a reason why he handpicked that, that guy right there to do his thing, you know, to do his thing. So those are my two guys, Benson and Bond, man. Good uh, road tie, road tie, man. 
Thank you so much, Arm, for calling in, man. You, and those are two guys where I put them on um, the slide. Um, talked about Isaiah Bunn. Like I said, coming out of Bruford High School. I think that's something else to consider when you talk about Bunn. You see, put, see he's putting in work now that he can focus on just being a wide receiver. Like I said, he was listed as an athlete. So coming out of high school, he played on both sides of the football. He had to spend some time at wide receiver, some time at defensive back. And I remember watching him during his junior season at Bruford High School. He wasn't on the field because their team was it, was, it was a bit of a weird situation. Their team just seemed to be, they were so deep, they subbed out different groups and different teams like every other drive, and he didn't play a lot. So now I think he's getting into a more of a flow where he's becoming just a true a wide receiver. I am a wide receiver, not that athlete anymore. I'm just going to be that wide receiver. I think that's something to keep in mind about Bun. You're right about Benson. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a lack of skill set. He's a guy, like I said, went to Hutchinson Community College and dominated because of the skills that he possesses. But we do have another caller live on tonight. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, you can state your name and where you are calling from. Hi, Justin. Bill from New York. Nice to talk to you. It's been a while, man. <laughs> How's it going, Bill? Um, thank you so much for calling in, man. What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, you know, the, in terms of the receiver thing, I think that um, it's going to be whoever is most able to take advantage of, like, a little less coverage and get a mismatch out of it. I'm going to tell you why. I think Saban is making a really bold move this year. Uh, he's going back to his roots. Football's a passing game college and pros, more and more every year. But if you look at our team, you know, in t assuming Milrow gets the start, like I said before, very poor yards per passing attempt. And we don't have the receivers, like in terms of Devontae and Waddle, uh, Mechie, all on the same team. So Saban is going to want to do things different. And he, I, I think our running back room looks tremendous. I, I just, just, I'm really excited about it. And our offensive line has to be better. I know it's going to be better. The tackles, you know, we brought in these big guards. The son is a year older, you know. And a little story about Saban. I, I, I hope you remember this play or somebody does. I remember a few years back when Kiffin was the OC. And we were, I think we were playing Tennessee, but I'm not sure. And the game was tight at the half. And we got the ball down to like midfield, and, and it was a handoff to Henry. And he ran in for a touchdown, and, and Kiffin was on the sideline jumping up and down and, and, and yelling. You know, I was all excited. Saban ran over to him and read him the riot act. He was cursing him out, you know, asking, like, why weren't you doing that all along? Saban, in his heart, is a run-the-ball guy, and that's going to require defense, too. You know, because running plays tend to take longer. Running teams, take to t they tend to take longer to score than passing teams. So you've got to hold them, you know, on defense. And I think we're going to do it. I think it's going to be successful. Now, do you think I'm on target with any of this stuff? What do you, what do you think, Justin? Um, yeah, thank you so much um, for calling in, Bill. And yeah, I think you are on, on I think you are right on topic. Kind of like what I said earlier, Alabama does not need does not have to have a 1,000 yard receiver. I would say that's. I think they are going to lean more on that impressive running back room that they are bringing back. When you look at guys like Jace McCullen, like Rodell Williams, and you're going to lean on those guys. I think that's going to ease up. 
the pressure on a wide receiver. I think the 1,000 yard thing, the fact they didn't have it, la- didn't have a 1,000 yard wide receiver last year, was more so pointing to the fact that you had Bryce Young. You had Bryce Young, the number one draft pick and number one draft pick by the Carolina Panthers, and he did not have a 1,000 yard wide receiver. That shouldn't have that shouldn't have hap- happened, and you could blame that on so many different factors. I know some people blame it on Bill O'Brien on the play calling and all of these other different things, but also there was no reliable wide receiver in my opinion. Like I said, I felt like Bryce. Young was missing that on last season. I think the quarterback, whoever it is, this upcoming season will benefit greatly from a guy he can lean on, just that one guy who can be that number one wide receiver. But we do have another caller on the show tonight. Thank you so much for calling again. You are live on the show. State your name, where you're calling from. Hey, this is Pop from Georgia, regularly from Birmingham, Alabama. How you doing? Uh, thank you so much for calling in. I'm doing good, man. Um, you can uh, go on with what you want to talk about tonight. Yeah, I want to talk about the receivers and the quarterback. Uh, you know, I just got a hunch about this quarterback thing. We keep talking about we don't know which one is going to be a starter, which one is going to be a starter. But you know what? I really believe that in the competition for the uh, starting quarterback, those two guys, are developing themselves into a superior state of being. And Alabama just might possibly could end up with two elite quarterbacks. I want to know what you would think about that. Yeah, I think I think that is possible because we all know a competition breeds. I think whenever you hear a recruit talk about Alabama, you always, you always hear that iron sharpens iron mentality and I think that is something that could happen you see Ty Simpson working out with QB country you see Jalen Miller working out with multiple members of Alabama's roster right now and those guys are training to fight to go in to be quarterback one for Alabama so I think that competition is going to breed could possibly breed a great quarterback for the Crimson Tide. And like I said, Tyler Buckner is involved in that. And I'm pretty sure those freshmen, it is not lost on those freshmen, a a guy like Eli Hostin, a guy like Dylan. Those guys are thinking about it too, that, yo, we might have a chance if we, if I work out, if I work hard enough this offseason, there's an opportunity in front of me. So I, I think, I think you are right on when you say that that competition could breed a great quarterback, possibly multiple great quarterbacks for Alabama, because those guys know heading into fall camp day, yo, I got to be the best just to play like being I, I don't got I don't have to just be the best and when I got to be the best just to get on this field to be the quarterback to be the starting quarterback for the University of Alabama so I definitely feel on um, where that last caller um is calling from but yeah but another topic I did want to talk about on today's shows SEC media days is right around um the corner the Crimson Tide will have its three representatives um for SEC media days in Nashville Tennessee um they will have three upperclassmen and JC Latham Kool-Aid McKinstry and Dallas Scherner guys who you could say we have a money year coming up guys who could make a lot of money this upcoming season playing for the Crimson Tide and improving their draft stock looking at a guy like Kool-Aid McKinstry who many are considering he is the number one cornerback prospect at this point in a big season for the Crimson Tide could solidify that spot for him in the upcoming NFL draft and I've always liked Kool-Aid I remember him coming out of Pinson Valley High School in Pinson Alabama and I called him one of the best just pure athletes to come out of the state in quite some time and he's lived up 
to that building at the University of Alabama has really improved, has packed on some weight and some muscle, have become a more physical cornerback, and now he is projected to be that number one cornerback off the board in this upcoming next year's NFL draft. You have Dallas Turner, who's coming off a season where he was the sidekick to Will Anderson. A lot of people expect him to move in to that hero role and become Alabama's top edge rusher, that sack leader. We'll see what Dallas Turner can do. J.C. Latham, similar to Kool-Aid McKinstry, he's in the conversation to possibly be a top tackle coming out of next year's NFL draft. And this is a money year for him, too. He could improve his draft stock um, a lot. It will be interesting to see where he lines up for the Crimson Tide, ultimately as a tackle for the Crimson Tide coming out um, next year, possibly next year in this upcoming NFL draft. He will have some years of eligibility if it doesn't go as planned. But those are the three guys representing the Crimson Tide for SEC Media Days in Nashville, um, Tennessee. But we'll go to a break. When we come back, Nick Saban is recruiting internationally. And I will talk about why he is having a big impact on the international recruiting scene by the way he's handling things with the Crimson's Eye. We'll be right back on In My Own Words. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman. And you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Welcome back to In My Own Words on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube page. I am stepping in for Stephen tonight. I am Justin Smith, the Director of Recruiting for Touchdown Alabama. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Be sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button while you are here, subscribers. Hit that notification bell. Be notified when we drop content on our YouTube channel. We are at 50, 56 likes. Let's get that to 75 likes, so be sure to hit the like button on tonight's show. This next topic, I want to talk about Nick Saban and Alabama recruiting internationally. When you take a look at Alabama's roster, they have a couple of international players. Looking at Olas Elanin, who is a Finland native. Take a look at James Burnup, also who is an international player who's on the Crimson Tides roster. So some may think, what is up with international players signing with the Alabama Crimson Tide? They just picked up a verbal commitment from 2024 German linebacker Justin Okonronko as well. So I, I, I was able to dig into some different things, talk to a couple of different people about this push for international recruits, not only for the University of Alabama, but college football in general. Like I said, Justin, Justin Okoronko, he's a guy who basically has flashed onto the recruiting scene. He's a guy who is originally from Germany. He's a guy who just blowed away coaches on the camp scene, including Alabama's coaching staff, running a 449 40-yard dash at six foot three, 223 pounds. He's a guy who was originally verbally committed to Maryland. He committed from Maryland, committed to Alabama a day later, and the Crimson Tide and Alabama are lucky to have him verbally committed because he's a guy who could easily be a four-star linebacker, could be pushing to be an even higher-rated linebacker, according to some people who are very um, close to him. Like I said, the Tide signed Olaf Elanin last season as well. So basically what we've seen on the recruiting trail for the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban 
it doesn't matter where you are rated. We will get the three-star if you think he can play football. If, if he's a guy we feel can contribute to this program, we are going to sign him. And that is helping Alabama recruit internationally in a couple of different ways. I had an opportunity to catch up with Brandon Collier, the founder of PPI Recruits. And basically what Collier and PPI Recruits do, they basically go – Across the world, overseas, internationally, different countries, where football is not the main sport. Of course, we are America. Um, football is America's game, right? But of course, across seas, football is becoming more and more popular, which is why you see the NFL have all of these different games across the world in different countries. And that is starting to expand the popularity of football and it's trickling, trickling down to younger kids. So, uh, kids across the world are loving football. And basically, Brandon Collier and PPI basically gets these kids together, together from different country, countries, bring them to the United States for a couple of weeks out of a month during the summer usually so they get an opportunity to camp at these prestigious college football in front of these prestigious college football programs and universities and Alabama is one of those programs and I th one of the things I thought that was really interesting that Collier told me was how Nick Saban in Alabama Alabama is handling recruiting internationally he said Alabama is one of the only programs he know he knows he can bring a guy in and if they really like him they will offer him and they will go after him and that trickles down to other teams like I always see on the recruiting trail Alabama offers a guy Everybody else comes. So that helps internationally as well. They see a guy get off from Alabama. If Nick Saban, if he's good enough for Nick Saban to recruit, for Nick Saban to give him an offer, I'm going to offer him as well. And Brandon Collier called the experience, the recruiting experience with Alabama as the most unique recruiting experience he's ever like been through because he's he's worked with some of the top college football programs in the country. He has worked with Ohio State. He has worked with Georgia, but he feels Alabama is the, is the most unique because they are at the top of college football. He knows what the dynasty stands for, but it doesn't matter to Nick Saban. You bring a guy in that can play. You bring a guy in that impresses that count. He's going to get an offer from the Crimson Tide. And that is something that I've seen personally. I've seen guys who have told me, yo, I got uh, – camp invite from Alabama if 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 you got the time and you got the ability to get there get there and camp because if you show out and you put on a performance you can get that offer and become a top target for the Crimson Tide it doesn't matter your star rating it doesn't matter where you are ranked on most recruiting sites and um that is something Koya told me as well which is something I do have some experience and some coaches you probably wouldn't believe me but some coaches will like a kid they really like this kid. They want this kid a part of their program. But the kid is rated as a three-star. They will call recruiting sites and be like, hey, this guy's a three-star. I'm not taking him until he's a four-star. I'm not lying. That's, that is the truth. That is what happened with certain college football programs across the country. And that is something that Collier said about Nick Saban in Alabama that was a bit different. It doesn't matter where those guys are rated. It doesn't matter where those guys are ranked, which is something Nick Saban typically says on National Signing Day after everything wraps up during his National Signing Day interview. I didn't know this guy was ranked this. I didn't know this guy was ranked here. I didn't, I didn't know this guy was rated here because they don't go off of star ratings and rankings. So, so I think Alabama and Nick Saban are having a big impact like I said on the international um, recruiting scene. I think it could pay huge dividends for the Crimson Tide as they continue to not only expand their recruiting net across the country of the United States of America, but also just expanding across the world as guys like Brandon Corey and different parts of the world start to Lean on more football has become more popular inside the um, like I said, inside the entire world. And you take a look at Okarunko. I think this is a guy just to pay. You're gonna you're gonna want to watch a lot. He actually dropped his huddle film recently of a six game. Like I said, six foot three, 223 pounds, four four nine forty. 
he's dominating in Germany. Uh, of course, that's that's one thing that's kind of, I would say, that's one thing I would kind of say college coaches were kind of hesitant about recruiting a guy who is from across seas. That's something that Courier said as well. When you got a guy who is from across seas, Germany, you could not go to his high school. You could not you could not go to his high school and see him play on Friday night. You could not go to talk to his principal consistently or his head coach consistently in person to get a feel for this kid compared to a guy who you recruit out of Texas or if, if you're Alabama, if you're recruiting a guy out of Alabama. And I think that kind of is why some coaches are hesitant about that. And that's something that Corey said he is a challenge of recruiting and helping guys get recruited internationally. Like he's, but like I said, he said the Crimson Tide and Alabama are a little bit more open um, than some other programs. And if Alabama is open, worse of college football will rest of college football will follow. So that is the this is what I want to talk about in terms of Alabama recruiting internationally and the impact it is having on college football in general and also Alabama football's recruiting efforts as they continue to try to build up their roster with more and more guys and just expanding that net. But on the next segment to end today's show, I do want to talk about Alabama's 2024 recruiting class. What position will be the strength of this class when you take a look at this class like i said solid base almost halfway over but when it's all said and done what will be the strongest position group i will talk about that when we come back from the break what's up ladies and gentlemen this is marvin constant all sec linebacker and 1999 sec champion you are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Welcome back to In My Own Words. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button as well. Subscribers, hit that notification bell. We are heading into the end of the show. But before we go, I do want to talk about Alabama's 2024 recruiting class um, before we leave. Um, where There's a lot of talk going on around Alabama's 2024 recruiting class. Our discussion deservedly so because this class is shaping up to be another great class for the Crimson Tide. July is moving in a good direction for Alabama and the month of July will determine Alabama's recruiting rankings for those of you who like to see if Alabama's going to be ranked number one, number two, or number three on recruiting sites and according to recruiting rankings because like I said, the, the base of this class is basically built and it's built on a solid base. You have Julian Sang, you have Jalen Bakway, five, two five stars. You have guys like Perry Thompson. So the next side of this class is going to determine if Alabama can have that number one recruiting class. Who will you 
get in the second half of this 2024 recruiting cycle. But before I dive into what I feel will be this, what I feel could possibly be the script for Alabama's 2024 recruiting class, be sure to hit that like button. Need 10 more likes to hit 75 likes. But I do want to talk about what will be the script of Alabama's 2024 recruiting class. I want to talk about that by talking about three position groups that are that are trending in that direction, starting with defensive backs. Nick Saban has shown one thing since I've been covering recruiting for Touchdown Alabama. He's going to get his defensive backs. I'm going to get the guys I want at defensive back. And he has consistently done that. And he's consistently doing that so far in his 2024 recruiting class. Landing a guy like Jalen Mbakwe, five-star athlete. A guy who can run a sub-11 100-meter dash in his sleep, it seems. A guy who could easily be a wide receiver at the next level with those impressive ball skills. Translate over to the defensive side of the ball. He's an impressive athlete. Great gift for Alabama. He's leading that defensive back room. You add a guy like Jameer Grimsley. What are college coaches looking for at cornerback? Now, long, lengthy playmakers, athletic guys with great ball skills. Jameer Grimsley personifies that, so he's a great get for Alabama as well. And you add in Xavier Brown, one of the more technically sound cornerbacks in his 2024 recruiting class. An opportunity to break down his film that will come out on our YouTube pretty soon. But when I watch his film, one of the most impressive things is how technically sound this kid is, how he stays square a lot. And that's so important for a cornerback, how consistently he stays square in press coverage and the off coverage and how he can work back to the football and consistently makes great tackles in the open field. And the Crimson, and considering who the Crimson Tide still have on, the, on their board at the defensive back position, that group could be another strong one for the Crimson Tide in the 2024 recruiting class. Next position is quarterback. They got their quarterback, Julian saying five-star quarterback but most could possibly be the consensus number one quarterback once this 2024 recruiting class wraps up the thing that i've been most impressed with saying about over the last couple of months with them going to the elite 11 showing out at the overtime 707 event just putting on shows at the quarterback retreat is how consistent he has been at every single event he won mvp with the top performer so he's just been consistent Every time he's throwing the football around, he's always doing something impressive, and he looks as if he's going to be a great quarterback for Alabama in the future, and the future of Alabama's quarterback room continues to look bright with him at the forefront. So with him possibly going to be the consensus number one quarterback in the nation, will the quarterback position just be the strength of this class because of because of a guy like Julian Sand, who many feels is a transcendent quarterback, is a different type of quarterback, is a special quarterback prospect. Another position I will look at is linebacker. I think this position is a bit slept on in this 2024 recruiting class. But I think Oko, the, the pledge, a pledge for Okoronko was big for the Crimson Tide. You add him with a guy, cut him with a couple guys like Caden Jones and Sterling Dixon, long athletic Versatile linebackers. I think that is something we've seen at the linebacker position now for the Crimson Tide for college football at the Power 5 level. You want these long, lengthy, hybrid, athletic linebackers. And the Crimson Tide have three. All those guys are six foot three linebackers. We can take a look at Caden Jones, Sterling Dixon. You add Justin along with that as well. Dixon, like I said, versatile, can play from the edge, can play off the ball, an inside linebacker, great motor, a guy who just never seems to stop moving. Jones, athletic guy, looks great in space along with Justin. Both of those guys are great in space in terms of dropping back and coverage. So those are the three different positions, I would say, that could be scrimps of Alabama's 2024 recruiting class. Defensive back, quarterbacks, and linebackers. We'll see how the defensive line group shapes out. I think that's a position to watch moving forward. They have commitments from Jeremiah Beeman, Nasa Isaiah Faga, other positions. Look at wide receiver. I think the wide receiver room, if they can add a guy, another 
break guy or two to go along with Perry Thompson and Rico Scott, I think that position jumps to this conversation as well because Thompson is a special physical wide receiver. Rico Scott, a guy with a great burst, great acceleration at the wide receiver position. I think those position groups could jump into the conversation as well as we move, move forward in this 2024 recruiting cycle. But as always, thank you guys so much for joining me today on In My Own Words. Um, as always, hit that like button before you leave. Hit that subscribe button as well. Subscribers, hit the notification bell. Be notified when we drop content on our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over to touchdownalabama.com. Pick up your subscription today. Download the Touchdown Alabama app. It is located in the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. Also located in the Apple App Store if you have an Apple device. Listen to our listen to this show on Apple Podcasts as well, along with every In My Own Words um, episode. Thanks again for the donations, calls, like, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Touchdown Alabama family. Thank John Ivory, our producer who keeps things rolling for TouchdownAlabama.com all around on our YouTube site and just all around for Touchdown Alabama. The show will be back Wednesday with Stephen M. Smith, yours truly, 6.30 um, p.m. Be sure to check us out at TouchdownAlabama.com on YouTube on Wednesday. As always, I am Justin Smith and you are listening to In My Own Words. Thank <laughs> you.